You need a new website for your beauty business. Why? Because you don't have one or the one you do have isn't up to scratch, or just because you've been listening to this podcast for the past couple of episodes, and now you've realized that it's a minefield out there with loads of options from free, seemingly, to costing thousands. So what do you do? Well, you listen to today's podcast episode. That's what you do. Creating the beauty business you dream of doesn't have to be hard. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place key strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, the right systems, and being willing to stretch your comfort zone to boost those confidence skills and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly, and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. With over half a million downloads, it's the number one podcast for independent beauty business owners just like you. Dedicated to helping you grow, to get the clients and the money you want without all the stress and the worry. And most importantly, without taking up all of your time. My name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years. And now I'm going to help transform your business starting today. Good day to you all. How are you this fine day in May 2020? Well, that's where I am. Anyway, you could, of course, be listening to this podcast well into the future. In which case, how did things go after COVID-19? Did we make it out okay? Did it reset climate change enough to make a difference? I wish I knew. Anyway, back to the business of the day, and we're talking about websites. Yes, we're still talking about websites, but there are a number of things to consider. And you know me, I want to do a thorough job. So I needed you to understand exactly why you not only should have a website, but why you need one for your business, especially right now to reach its full potential. That was what part one of this little mini series was all about. That was episode 88, a couple of episodes ago. Now then I really needed you to understand how your website brings you clients or more accurately, how your clients find your website and how that brings you clients. Now, that was last week's episode, episode 89, with our special guest, Tara Pullman. Now we've hit episode 90, and it's time to talk about your actual website. Now, just to pique your curiosity, at the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you about something that I've got just for you. And at the moment, it's just for listeners of this podcast, something no one else outside of my own team knows about. It's top secret and I can't wait to tell you. So make sure you stick around for that at the end. Now, putting aside the fact that you may already have some sort of website at the moment, and because of the podcasts that we've been doing, you may have a lot of questions running through your mind like, what do I need to change on there? How do I do it? Because setting up in the first place was such a pain in the... And it's going to cost me lots of money. Just hold on there for a second. We are going to get to that bit. I'm going to explain all about that because I know some of you don't have websites or some of you have websites that you really wouldn't mind seeing put in the bin. Now we're going to start a little bit at the beginning, and we're going to talk about the different options that you have right at the start when it comes to getting yourself a website. So right at the start, you largely have three choices, as I see it, when it comes to getting a website for your beauty business. You've got the option of creating it yourself from scratch. You've then got the option of having someone else create it for you, and then you taking over that website and the maintenance of it and keeping it updated yourself. And then you've got the third option, which is kind of having someone else build the website for you and then someone else maintain it for you as well. Now, there are obviously 
lots of subsections of each one of these. For example, you could get someone to build your website for you who may be a friend or a contact using a platform that you could have built your website on yourself, you know, to save you the time of doing it yourself rather than getting a proper website developer to do it. And that might be cheaper, but you know, would you end up with quite as good a job? Equally, you could go with a big website firm but they may be a lot less flexible or willing to make changes for you as you go through the process, if you're not familiar with it, than say a personal friend or a contact might be. So there's always ups and downs of each one. But let's look at the three main options in more detail and all the pros and cons of each one that are associated based on the experience I've had working with salons and working with lots of website companies over the past few years. So first up, you've got building the website yourself. Now, you may know nothing at all about building websites or how to code or anything like that. And the prospect of doing so might scare the heck out of you. But the good news is that these days there are quite a lot of very easy to use kind of drag and drop style website building platforms that make the process really easy. But the problem with these is that there are a lot of them. Everyone says that there's the best system and theirs is the easiest to use and all these different things. And there are definitely good points and bad points for each one. And you probably don't want to put all of the effort into building a website now, only to find out you built it in the wrong platform and you're going to have to do it all over again. So the only option you have is to watch the demo videos on the various company websites, you know, that make the software and make an informed decision as possible. But they're all going to tell you why their software is the best. And this can get really confusing. But the good point of having built the website yourself or being very closely involved in the process is you understand exactly how it all works. You get everything on there, hopefully the way you want it, and you know how to go in and update something in the future if something changes about your business. Now, this is really key. You know, you may not want to be overhauling your entire website that often, but it's surprising how often you do need to go and make a little tweak, even if it's just to your opening hours, to your prices, to your team member information, even adding new client testimonials on there. You know, we've talked about the importance of keeping your website fresh in terms of adding new content on there, not always completely changing everything. But making sure your website keeps looking fresh is really important both for your existing clients and your potential clients, as well as for search engines too. Now, a lot of beauty business owners opt for this build it yourself from scratch option because on the surface, it looks much cheaper than the option of having someone build the website for you. And initially, of course, it is. Now, we'll be talking a lot more about pricing and costs and things a little bit later on. But when comparing costs, you've always got to remember that doing something yourself especially if it's not familiar to you, could take you a lot of time. And that time could take away from other things that you could be doing, such as doing treatments and earning yourself more money. So even though you're not shelling out physical cash in that first place, it could be costing you more in lost earnings. So you always need to take that into account when you're thinking of how cheap or how expensive something is. Now, the next option is that you have someone physically build your website for you based on, say, some notes or some advice or some thoughts or an outline that you give to them. And then once it's physically built, they hand it back over to you so that you can maintain it yourself. Now, this is pretty smart because you're not spending that time to get the bulk of the website created. However, I often find the problem with doing this is it's very difficult sometimes to get over to someone what's in your head, what you want from your website, especially if you've never done this kind of process before. And sometimes even experienced website designers struggle with this process a lot of the time. And it can create a real conflict between the 
person who wants the website and the person who's building the website. So nailing this first time out really can be quite difficult. Now, the next challenge was this is that everyone has a slightly different way of doing things. So when you come to take over from whoever it was that built the website for you and you want to make a simple change, often finding how they created a page or sized a title or placed a heading or used a certain font or sized a picture or something like that isn't the way you would have done it. And you end up having to figure out what they did in the first place so that you can make that change. Or you simply end up kind of having to redo a lot of it because their stuff doesn't allow you to do what you need to do on your site. So while this might seem like an initial cost saver getting someone to do it for you, it can end up causing you problems further down the line. So the third option then is to pay someone to build your website and then pay them to maintain it ongoing for you. Now, obviously, the big downside of this one is it's going to continually cost you money and it may end up getting fairly expensive if you want to make lots of changes to your website, you know, over time. Now, if you get someone to build the website for you, you get the same problems as you had before in terms of it's difficult to get those ideas that you've got in your head over to someone who's going to build the website. So there can be a lot of back and forth and time in terms of getting exactly what you want and then obviously ongoing you know, they're going to have to maintain it for you, but you still have to provide a lot of the content and the direction. So you're still doing a large amount of the work, but you're having to pay someone else for actually getting it onto your webpage. Now, if this works well for you, that's brilliant. But the vast majority of beauty businesses that I work with don't always have the funds to invest. I mean, if you know for a fact your website is going to bring you more clients, then it pays for itself. But how do you know that for sure that a website someone else builds for you will connect with your clients, whether it's right for a beauty business? Also, a lot of beauty business owners actually want to have that close connection with their website so they're able to make those changes themselves rather than having to wait for someone to make a change. And that in itself could be another problem as well. If you're working with a firm that manages a lot of other websites, you may want just a quick, simple change on there but they may have a queue of work waiting. So you might have to wait quite a bit of time between you telling them that you want something changed on page and it actually getting changed. So there's all these different ups and downs. So it's no real surprise then that my preferred way of working and the way that I tend to encourage my clients is to either build the website themselves or be very heavily involved in the build process and select the platform that it's actually built on, and then to go ahead and maintain the website themselves. Now, the primary reason for this is if you're able to update the website yourself and you can do so very quickly, you don't have to wait for someone else. And it's also a very valuable skill for you to have so that you can make changes to your website and get information out to your clients more quickly and check that things are updated. You know, this comes in handy when changes are made to things like social media platforms and search engines so that you can make sure your website is still up to date. You can move with the times and make those changes without having it cost you more money and without having to wait for that time for someone else to do it for you. So then if the best way to go is the DIY route or very much involved in the process, how do you actually know what to build the software in? I mean, there are some very well-known software tools available online now that I keep seeing talked about in a lot of the groups um, that I'm in on Facebook when people talk about what website software to use. And you've probably heard a lot of these, some like Wix, Squarespace, WordPress, probably being the most common ones that are mentioned. Now, there are also a lot of smaller ones as well. 
usually used by what's called hosting companies or domain registration sites. These are the websites that you probably went to to actually buy your domain or your web address or or the address of your site from. They probably had some sort of hosting uh, platform and some sort of website builder, and some of you may have used those. Now, these are ones that I really don't recommend using. If your website builder is free, then I tend to have an opinion that it's not going to be very good. It will get you a website, technically, but it will be very limited. It probably won't help grow your business. And from experience, you'll probably end up getting very frustrated with it. And you'll probably end up moving on to one of the more recognized, well-known platforms that I'm about to talk about to get the result that you're actually looking for. So the next question is, which one of these software tools is actually the best to use? Now, this is the question I wanted to mainly cover in this podcast episode because I keep seeing this being asked about in a lot of the Facebook groups that I follow and I'm in and I help out with. So I've done a good bit of research into this. And you know what? Like a lot of things that you hope is easy to answer, turns out not that really easy to answer at all. You see, there are actually very different systems that are all very good at different things. And there are, like everything, ups and downs and pros and cons and good things and bad things about each one. So what I've tried to do here is look at the things people tend to ask me about, or I've seen people asking about most often in the Facebook groups. And I've tried to answer those questions for each of the platforms to give you a better idea of which one you should be looking at if you're either looking at getting your first website or you're looking at changing the website you have based on the information that I'm going to be giving you or I've given you in the last couple of episodes. So we're going to be taking a look at Wix as a website builder, Squarespace as a website builder, and also WordPress. Now, WordPress is a bit of a strange one because the other two, Wix and Squarespace, are true, simple website builders. That's kind of their point in life. Now, WordPress obviously has the capability to create websites within it, but that's only part of the story with WordPress. It's actually what's known as a content management system or a CMS system. Now, what does this mean exactly? Well, WordPress is designed to be potentially this huge tool that massive websites can be built on. It's very flexible. It can do almost anything you want it to. And it's designed to manage really all of your content, like your files, downloads, audio content, hence content management system. So you can use it for a simple tool of building a website, and it's very, very good for that. However, it's not necessarily the simple drag and drop type tool that Wix and Squarespace are. It's not necessarily aimed at complete beginners either. It's easy to use. There is a bit of a learning curve, but it's not directly comparable with Wix and Squarespace as they're dealing with a much more limited skill set, if you like. This will make more sense as we go through. So first up, Wix. Now, Wix is probably the most common website builder for people who've never built a website before. They do a huge amount of advertising online, and they're really, really pushing their website builder for small businesses at the moment. And I have to say, having played around with it, it is very easy to initially use if your goal is simply to build a very simple web page. It really is drag and drop. You can kind of pick an element like a text block or an image or a button, and you can drag it exactly on the page where you want it to be. It's very similar to using something like Canva or MailChimp, if you've ever used one of those tools to create either an email or a social media graphic. Now, you've got what seems like a lot of control in there to start off with. There's kind of this control panel at the side where you find all the elements that you might want, and you just literally drag them onto the page, place them wherever you want them to be, change the text, change the color, all that kind of thing. The one big drawback of Wix 
is that everything is based on a template that you select in the first place. Now, once you've chosen that template, you get to edit it. You can pretty much edit anything you want about it. And you kind of run with it from there and you make the changes or the additions that you need to as you go. Now, there are downsides to this. First of all, each page is kind of individual. So you need to manually make the changes to every single page that you want for your website. So if you're going for a consistent look and feel through the whole website, you would pick the template that you want and to get started with, and then you make the changes on every single page so that everything stays consistent. Now, for me, that's a bit of a pain, but if you're not going to have millions of pages, that might not be the end of the world for you. And you might quite like it. You might quite want to make each page look a little bit different to each other. So that might not be a big deal for you. However, the one really big issue is that once you pick a template to run with, you cannot change that template on your web page without losing everything you've put in there. So if you do a load of work on a bunch of pages and you add all your pictures and your content and your words and your headings and all that kind of thing, and then you kind of decide, no, actually, I prefer that other template that I saw, or you just fancy a change and you want to switch to a different template. You can do, but it's not just a case of making that change at the website updating. You've pretty much got to start from scratch. And I have to say, for me, that's a real deal breaker. Now, I'm not a fan or a proponent of constantly tinkering with your website for no reason, but you know, every couple of years, you probably do want a bit of a decent refresh on there. And if I'm kind of stuck with the template that I'm stuck with and I can't change anything without having to redo the entire website, then that's a huge amount of work and I probably just won't do it. And that could mean that you're not going to be able to move with the times. So for me, that really is the one big nail in the coffin for Wix. However, there's no two ways about it. It is going to appeal to a lot of people because it is super easy to use. You do have a lot of control over where things appear on those template pages. So if you do find a template that works really well for you and you're confident you're not going to want to change it, then Wix could be a very good option. But actually, when I had a bit of a play around with Wix and I was doing some bits and pieces, I went further than just kind of having a bit of a play. I decided what I wanted to do was try and build a very, very simple site and then go back and make changes to it. And while doing this, what I noticed was that whilst Wix is very clever and very easy to put stuff on a page and it moves things around to accommodate it. So for example, if you added some extra text, then the section below where you added the text would automatically move down to allow room for that text, which is very clever and very helpful. But then if you remove some of that text because you decided you wanted to shorten the paragraph or you wanted to say something different, then the section below that originally moved down doesn't move back up again you have to go and manually do that, which for me can be a bit of a pain in the ass. Now, a couple of other limitations of Wix you might just want to know about is that while it is great for building that kind of basic, although good looking web page functionality, it doesn't seem to have a lot going on apparently in the back end side of things. So for more advanced stuff you might want to do with your website, you know, they were talking last week about e-commerce, you know, selling things online through your website. Now it can sell things, Wix can sell things online, but you don't have a lot of flexibility over things like how your products look or how your receipts look. So you're kind of giving up a little bit of control for simplicity. That's really the, the thing with Wix. It's the main thing about Wix is that it's designed to be super simple and easy to use, but you're not going to get that host of extra features to really allow you to grow your business. So it's it's kind of a first start website, really. But we're a bit more business savvy than that here. And we're going to want to know that the website that we start to use now is the one that we're going to want to keep using to really grow our business. So from that point, let's talk a little bit more about Squarespace. 
Now, Squarespace has approached building your website in an almost entirely opposite way than Wix has. Now, where Wix has really aimed for loads of flexibility, where you can literally move things around the page and have them wherever you want on a page, but this can create you problems with formatting, specifically how your page looks on a computer versus how it looks on an iPad versus how it looks on an iPhone, for example. And now we all know we've got to be so careful. We've got to make sure our websites display perfectly on mobile devices. Now, Squarespace have given you a much more limited number of templates to work with and to choose from, but all of them are truly beautiful to look at. They're a little bit more rigid in terms of how they work, and where you can have things placed on the page, but you can be certain that you're never going to get a kind of a cheesy template on Squarespace. It's really aimed at the, the beautiful um, displaying perfectly type web page. Now, having a little bit less flexibility might seem like a bad thing, and it probably would annoy some people, me potentially being one of them, but if it's more about making sure that your website always looks beautiful, whatever device it's on, then I think Squarespace have really got a great formula here. You know, there are still plenty of tools that you can add to a page, still drag and drop to a degree, and you can add things onto the page very easily. But like I said, you've got a little bit less control over exactly where things are placed on a page. You get things in the order you want them, but let's say you wanted a particular button to be, you know, just a little bit over from the left. You probably don't have that level of control, but this will ensure that your website always displays perfectly and always looks great. Now, another thing I noticed about Squarespace when I was playing around with it was that if you're a beauty business that has a lot of great visuals, a lot of great images, it's brilliant for that. It's got some amazing galleries. It's so very much focused around the image work. And I can see why a lot of, for example, photographers and artists and people like that use it because it's amazing for displaying images. Now, if you are not so up to date with your images and you're mainly about the text and maybe stock images and pictures and things like that, then I think you might struggle a bit with Squarespace because it does rely so heavily on the placement of images on the page to really make everything work and look good. Now, I meant to say one thing, actually, one of the big criticisms that I didn't spot myself when I was testing Wix, but a lot of the video reviews that I read and watched to put this episode together did say was that Wix isn't a great tool particularly for blogging. Now, I understood this was partly because it was quite limited in how you're able to kind of tag and organize and categorize things, but also it seems to be a little bit limited on the SEO side of things as well. So if you listen to last week's episode and you understand now how important SEO or search engine optimization is in terms of your clients finding your website, then this can be a bit of an issue again for Wix. However, Squarespace total opposite of that. And apparently it's amazing for blogging. It has much more in the way of SEO tools built into it as well. So if blogging, if writing, if keeping your website updated with things is something that's important to you, and it should be, then that's really another big ticks in the box for Squarespace over Wix. Now, I mentioned a second ago some limitations that Wix had when it comes to selling things online. Squarespace, again, have gone the other way, and they've apparently got an amazing e-commerce platform with loads of flexibility in terms of the receipts and how things look and how the actual checkout journey works for you. Now, this isn't entirely surprising in a website so clearly aimed at creatives who are going to want to look things beautiful and branded and sell their work online. So really, Squarespace over Wix has this bit kind of nailed down as well. And the other thing that I really liked about Squarespace was that if you decide after a period of time or even while you're setting your website up that 
whatever template you started out with and you put all the effort into doesn't quite end up being right for you. And there's maybe one that you think is a little bit better, or even if you just want to try it out, you can just go and switch to a different template and it keeps all of the work you've done in place on the pages that you've done it on. So you don't have to redo it all again. You might have to just tweak it and you know move some things about a bit to suit the new theme, but you don't lose all the work that you've done so far. So that really was another big benefit of Squarespace for me over using Wix. But then you have to consider the really big dog in the room, WordPress. Now, as I've said, WordPress is a different animal to Wix and Squarespace. It's very much, you know, they're very much focused on the visual editing side of your web page. You essentially work on your web page almost like it's going to look when someone looks at it online on their computer or on their phone. And WordPress doesn't really work like that. Now, initially, WordPress, the first time you start using it, it's very much focused on you setting up kind of like a load of defaults for your pages. Now, this can seem a little bit tedious when, you know, all you want to do is get in there and start building your beautiful website. But actually, it's really smart and it saves you a lot of time later on because all the pages that you create automatically follow this similar theme, which means all you have to do in theory, is then put the text and the images and the buttons in and everything in there that you want. Now, a great thing about WordPress is that it's so widely used. And because of this, there are literally thousands of themes that you can choose from. And like I said earlier, a theme is kind of the overall look and feel of a website that you can then base your website on and then make your own adjustments. But it means you're not starting from a completely blank white page, which is a really scary thing to do. Now, once you've done that, once you've picked your theme, there is a bit of a learning curve. There's no two ways about it with WordPress. It's not a huge one. It's a lot easier than it used to be, but it definitely isn't quite as immediately intuitive as Wix or Squarespace. But like I said at the start, you're giving up some flexibility for the simplicity of using Wix and Squarespace. WordPress undoubtedly is the most powerful, the most flexible platform. But one of the great things about WordPress is these things that you can get called plugins. Now, plugins are kind of like add-ons or apps, essentially, that you can just get and drop onto your WordPress website. Just like apps, these plugins allow you to automatically do pretty much anything you can think of. And one of these, well, there's quite a few of these, but you can add plugins to your WordPress website that make it so that it is much more of a visual editor. So it's more drag and drop. Now, I use one on my own website called Elementor. It's very popular and very well known, and it's very, very easy to use. Now, the reason that there are all these plugins for our WordPress websites or apps, like I said, is because WordPress is something called open source software. Now, open source software basically means that anybody can contribute to making the software better. And because WordPress is so widely used, there are loads of developers all over the world who are contributing to make WordPress a better tool and creating these plugins. And I guarantee you that whatever you want your website to do, there will be someone who's created or designed at least one, probably more plugins that will do exactly what you want. Now, a lot of these plugins are free to use, but the better ones, the more well-known ones, are known as premium. And these do tend to cost a little bit of money, usually under $20 though. And you can drop them into your website by clicking a few buttons, a bit like an app store, and then with a few bits of configuration, you're good to go. 
Now, an example of other popular plugins are things like if you want people to fill in forms on your website, or if you want to have a gallery on your website, or if you want to capture the email address of your potential clients on your website, or if you want to start messenger conversations, or if you want to sell things, or of course, if you want to use SEO. Now, to ensure more people see your website bringing your clients to you, you've got to focus on SEO. And there's a very popular plugin called Yoast, which really is the kind of de facto SEO tool if you're going to use a WordPress website. Now, there really is everything you possibly want. There's a plugin for it. Now, all these capabilities are great because it gives you tons of flexibility. And I don't think anyone is arguing that WordPress really is, like I said, the most flexible website building tool that there is, which is why so many, even huge websites, are built on WordPress. However, the one problem with it being open source is that sometimes two or more plugins won't really play very well together because there's no kind of standardized testing process. You know, as long as your plugin is proven to work on WordPress itself, you can release that plugin. But sometimes two plugins won't play well together and they can actually cause problems for each other on your website. Sometimes it's just things like making it run a bit more slowly, which we know can be a bit of a website killer in terms of your place on Google's rankings. But in some case, it could actually make certain pages or even your whole website stop working altogether. So that is one issue that you can run into with using different plugins on your site. Now, really, the only major downsides of using WordPress are the fact that there is this little bit of a learning curve initially and the fact that if you use two of the wrong plugins together, it could cause problems for you and your website. And then you might have to either spend time figuring it out and fixing it yourself, or more likely, you may end up having to go and find someone who knows a lot more about WordPress to fix it for you. So that can be a little bit of a downside, I get that. But all of the rest of the credentials for WordPress are excellent. It has the best capabilities for SEO, massively outpacing Wix and WordPress. And this is supported by independent studies as well. It's the tool of choice for most websites out there. Something like 80% of websites run on WordPress of the whole web. So they've you know really got to be getting something right. Now, the other weird thing about WordPress is it's actually free, which is kind of strange. This hugely powerful website software, and it's free. Surely that's like a no-brainer. Well, just hold on there a second, because that brings us to talking about prices and costs. Now again, cost and how much each platform is going to cost you is a little bit of a difficult thing to talk about because they'll price themselves in lots of different ways. However, when you start looking at Wix and Squarespace, because they are so much more directly comparable, they're largely the same price. Sometimes or quite often, in fact, um, when you look, one might be a bit cheaper than the other, and other times it might switch around. Like a lot of online software, they've got different levels, different plans, depending on how much capability you want from the software. But really, the lowest plans that you want to consider if you want a business website, one that you want clients to actually find and turn them into customers, are the unlimited plan on Wix, well, that's what it's currently called, and the business plan on Squarespace. Now, do be careful here because there are lower priced plans for both platforms, but they come with quite a lot of limitations, including something called bandwidth. Now, bandwidth gets quite complicated, but essentially this could limit how many times people can access your website. And who wants that? Who wants to put a limit on how many people can find your website? Now, also some plans with Wix and Squarespace include your own domain name. Now your domain name is basically your website address and you want this to match the name of your business. So this really is essential. So whatever you do, if you're going to go with one of these, make sure you get a plan with this included or make sure you know how much that's going to cost you 
in addition to working with Squarespace and Wix and factor that into the cost. Now, at the time I'm actually writing this, I've just looked at the pages, the pricing pages for Wix and Squarespace. And Wix is $22 a month if you pay monthly or $17 per month if you pay annually in one big lump. Squarespace is $21 per month if you pay monthly or $180 per year if you go you know, all in and paying one big lump. So that basically makes Wix somewhere between either $204 and $264 per year, depending on whether you pay monthly or annually. And it makes Squarespace anywhere between $180 and $250 per year, depending again on whether you pay monthly or annually. But remember, these costs are ongoing. So you'll need to pay this ongoing and they could always obviously change those prices on you. Now, WordPress, like I said, is technically free to use, but you do need to purchase some things to actually use WordPress on. Now, this bit might get a little bit technical for a moment, but stick with me. So first of all, WordPress itself is free, but you do need something called a hosting platform to install it on. This is basically your own space somewhere on the internet to actually physically install your WordPress website so it can sit on it. So you need to pay for some hosting now, and that can vary massively depending on how much you need, how much you get sold, but it can be as low as just a few dollars a month. So you'll need to also buy your domain name unless you already own one. So your domain name, like I said, is basically your web address on online. It's the name of your website, basically. Now, buying this yourself isn't hard, but you do want to make sure you get a good deal. The plus here is that by doing it yourself is you get the freedom to choose from wherever you want to buy it from and the best deal you can. Unlike with Wix and Squarespace, where generally speaking, you buy it from them. So if your salon is called Calm Spa and it's based in Orlando, that could be your domain name, calmspaorlando.com, as long as someone else isn't already using it. Now, a domain name can cost as little as $12 for a couple of years, and your hosting could cost as little as $5 per month ongoing. So you can run WordPress for a very small amount of money. Now, I did a couple of quick sums, and I worked out for you that if you used WordPress and you had a reasonable hosting package with a good company, you bought your own domain name, and let's say you used a premium theme on your website, which can run anything from about $20 to $80. So if you use those things and you purchase a few extra plugins for your WordPress it will probably be costing you somewhere around $250 in the first year. But after that, you've really only got the hosting costs and maybe some renewal fees. So your costs do drop off dramatically. However, you do have to weigh this against the fact that there, like I said, is that learning curve involved with WordPress. So there will be a level of initial frustrations to break through. And there's that chance always of using some plugins that don't play nicely together as well. So quickly to sum up then. Wix is very simple and pretty flexible, but once you've decided on your template, you can't make big changes to it without losing your work. Added to this, it's got the worst credentials for SEO and it isn't great for regular content like blogging. Now, it's a hugely popular website builder and it will suit a lot of people, but for me personally, that kind of rules Wix out of the equation. So that brings us to Squarespace. It's beautiful, it's well thought out, well laid out, and it will make sure that your website looks beautiful no matter what device it's viewed on. It's a little bit less flexible in terms of design than Wix, but it's got good credentials over Wix in terms of SEO and adding regular content like blogging, things like that. Really, its only downside over Wix is its level of customizability. That's going to be a judgment call for you, and it will depend on how much you've got your heart set on the exact look of your website. So WordPress, on the other hand, is by far the most flexible. 
with the right theme and a little bit of knowledge, you can do absolutely anything you want. It's got all these different templates available for you, so you can have it looking pretty much however you want it. It might take a bit of trial and error to find the right one, but you've got plenty to choose from. Then there's all these different plugins to save you time. Again, a bit of trial and error might be involved to make sure you get the right ones for you, but again, loads and loads of choice. It's got the best SEO credentials of all the three platforms. This means it's most likely to get higher rankings on Google and therefore generate you more clients. And it's also the cheapest one to use over the long term. However, it's not as simple to get started straight away. There are a few elements you need to purchase and stitch together. It's easier than it's ever been before, and you will have to learn a few things about how it works if you want to make the most out of it. So based on all this, like a lot of things, it's going to come down to your personal preference. What is most important to you? Wix and Squarespace will be the right system for some. However, WordPress remains the better choice in terms of power, flexibility, options, and the likelihood of it bringing you clients, not to mention long-term price as well. So wouldn't it be great if someone had put together a package for WordPress offering a template specifically designed for beauty salon owners all laid out so that you really just have to go in, fill in the blanks, put your own images in there, change the text and the colors to match your branding, knowing that the layout work and all the plugins have already been put in there, have already been tested and vetted to make sure they work together that don't slow your website down. What if it had all the website bits and pieces that you need as your beauty business grows, including like a shop for selling products and gift vouchers, landing pages that will work with your Facebook ads and your pixels for Facebook, social media links, easy client testimonials, all of these different things. Wouldn't it be great if someone put this kind of thing together for you, even sorted out all those complicated extra bits like figuring out the hosting and adding your domain name and getting it all installed? Well, that's exactly what we've created for you. That's exactly what we've done for you because I realized that there's, there's this need. There are all these different tools available, but most salon beauty business owners really don't want to get bogged down in all of that detail about them. You want all of the flexibility of WordPress and all of the capabilities that it gives you, but you don't want all the headaches and the hassles of figuring out how to get the right hosting, how to link it to your domain name, how to get your WordPress website installed, and then picking and paying for a theme that's going to work for you and the learning curve and actually figuring out how WordPress works. And you just want to be able to get onto WordPress, have that flexibility and the capabilities, knowing that the pages you've got pre-designed for you, you just need to go in and fill in the blanks and you just know it's going to work and it's going to help bring you clients because the SEO has already been sorted. And that's what I've created. And I'm very, very proud for you to be the very first people to hear about the Smart Salon website. Now, kind of feel like we should have some fanfares or something because we've been working on this for ages. In fact, yeah, this is a big moment. Let's have a fanfare. That's a bit better. So this is basically the perfect combination of all these tools. It's built on WordPress using a customized premium theme. So you've got all that flexibility. Now, my team and I have created a framework of pages for you specifically for beauty businesses. So it's got everything that you're going to need on there, both now and as your business grows. You can use as little or as much of it to start with. You know, there's one fixed price. You'll even 
get the training and everything else that you need to be able to build the website yourself around the page layouts that we've created for you. You can tweak them, make them look exactly like you need them to look. You can put your own branding on there, your own colors, but you can rest assured that you won't have conflicts with your plugins because we've set them all up and tested them for you. And you won't have issues with how your website displays on different devices because we've done all that work for you too. Literally, all you have to do is pick your website address, register your domain if you don't already have one, and then we'll take over and do everything else about the setup for you. You then just need to log in, add your own images, add your own logo, add your own text over where we've already put some lovely pre-holder text for you so you don't even have to figure out how the page is going to look and it's all done for you. You even get an SSL certificate included on your website, which means it's fully secure that gives your clients total peace of mind if specifically you're planning on selling things on there. Now, I'm really excited for you to see it in action. And if you want to find out more about it, all you need to do is go to www.smartsalonwebsite.com and all the information you need is right there, including a link to a full demo of the website that you can check out for yourself. So if you're even considering replacing your website or creating your first website, then I hope the information that's in today's episode and the previous episodes has been helpful for you. But please definitely do go and check out Smart Salon website. It's got everything you need. It's literally the best of all worlds. And what's more, we've even priced Smart Salon website to be almost the same price as you pay for Wix and Squarespace for just one year. But with Smart Salon website, you only pay once. One simple upfront payment and it's yours permanently. From there on, it's so much cheaper in the long run as well. Now, we're so excited about Smart Salon website here at Beauty Business Podcast. It's something we've been working on, like I say, for almost a year. And it's kind of our first sort of physical product to work alongside the courses that I've created. And we're so excited to see what you do with it, what websites you create with it, what you think of it. And genuinely, we want to make this the best website option for beauty business owners everywhere. And what's more... For the first 15 people that purchase a Smart Salon website, I've got a very special offer for you indeed. If you want to be one of the first 15 to use, purchase, and have a Smart Salon website, then if you go to the page I've mentioned, www.smartsalonwebsite.com, and you go ahead and purchase and you use the coupon code PODCAST50, on the checkout page, then not only will you get $50 off the price of a smart salon website, but also I will personally take you through setting up your website, giving you any tips, any advice, any thoughts, anything else that I can, any best practice along the way that I can to help you. Now, I've not mentioned smartsalonwebsite.com to anyone yet other than you, the listeners of this podcast, and I'm not going to be doing so for, ooh, let's say... I don't know, the next five days. So you get the chance to be one of the very first to experience it in the world. So if you want to be one of those first 15 people, go and check it out now, smartsalonwebsite.com. Now, just to be totally clear here, everything I've said in this episode are my opinions. I've fact-checked everything as best I could against the actual software itself at the time I produced this episode. And for good measure, I also base my reviews and comments against other reviews that I trust of the software platforms online by other reviewers. Wix, Squarespace, and WordPress are all widely used platforms. And as with anything to do with any software that you rely on for your business, I always recommend that you decide on what's most important for you and your business. You make a list and then you do your own investigation and make the best choice that you can 
for you and your business. Now, for some, Wix will be the right choice, and for others, it will be Squarespace. Some people want to start from scratch on their website and don't mind it taking them a bit of time to do so. But for those that want a website that they own, that they like the idea of the full flexibility and what WordPress offers, but you don't want all the hassle and the cost of finding someone to do all the initial bits or hiring a website developer to build it all for you, well, that's who I've created smartsalonwebsite.com for. Now, do not forget, for the first 15 people who purchase a Smart Salon website, use the code PODCAST50 on the checkout page. And not only do you get $50 off the price, but also I will be exclusively taking you through setting up your website personally. I can't wait for you to see it. I will be back again next week. Until then, keep safe, keep positive, take action, take a look at your website. What do you think? Does it need a refresh? I'll speak to you again very soon.